0: You a question. Sure. Are you our girlfriend? That's a funny way of putting it. Mostly no. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Are you a nephew? Mostly
1: no. But you are related, aren't you?
0: How close? Pretty. How close is pretty close? Pretty darn. Oh my god. Hi. He's your
1: son. Boo. Boo. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look, Look, Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Hello everyone. Welcome back to look what you made me view. This is the podcast where harming animals isn't enough. We added a sick mom to make it extra rough. I'm Kaylee.
0: I am Ryan Tist.
1: Sorry. I'll never get excited again. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) This week. Child. this week we watched disney's the kid the kid there are a lot of the kid films this one is the one from 2000
0: as in like the kid franchise the franchise the kid
1: the franchise the kid
0: because i you know franchising this one uh more is than impossible would be weird as hell
1: it would be yeah. terrible how would I, i'm already thinking of how this is possible but
0: you gotta y- do it multiverse style. You know, there's so many movies like this I will get into it But um, yeah, you could So
1: many movies that are multiverse don't need to be
0: I'd like to get into the celebrity the kid
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to get into Kid Leroy Multiverse kid We could do this Kid and play All right, so let's talk about the actual movie Back of the box summary says International superstar Bruce Willis along with Lily Tomlin, Emily Mortimer, and newcomer Spencer Breslin, star in the hilarious and heartwarming comedy Disney's The Kid. Successful high-powered Russ Duritz has spent all of his incredibly empty life forgetting the child he used to be until one day he meets him face-to-face. Thinking this kid is a hallucination, Russ does everything he can to make him go away. But eight-year-old Rusty Breslin, excuse me, Rusty, played by Breslin, <laughs> who's anything but happy that he grows up to be a loser without real meaning in his life, can't leave. At least not yet. At once, funny and charming, Disney's the kid is a magical comedy that's filled with adult-sized laughs. Hmm. Ryan, how would you describe this film?
0: A very sweet drop
1: dead Fred. Ooh. Okay, but he's not an imaginary friend. Yeah, but he's not real real. No, and I, it drop dead Fred Fred is just a a portion It represents
0: of... your childhood. Yes, your he... innocence, your youth.
1: Yeah, I always think of him as like a portion of the psyche. Yes. Of um, who who is the who but is this the actress is, in that film? This I is just remember. that
0: same idea, but actually physically manifest.
1: Yes, he is in physical form. Other people can see him, which is confusing, but important for the plot. Yeah. And. Uh,
0: it, it's a little bit easier to conceptualize my uh, imaginary friend becoming real. To make this sim- to make a similar point, I'm going to have my imaginary friend become real, and that's that's representative of my childhood. Whereas in this, it's literally me as a kid,
1: right, right, or right, right, right. The
0: character as a kid,
1: it's himself, but it's a version of himself that he is completely forgotten.
0: He should, yeah, um, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think the relatability of this film is amazing, and it's so immediately um, it's so immersed in psychology from early 2000s right that was confusing it, it's picking a plot out of psychology or psychological theory that was popular at the time when the movie came out this whole idea of talking to your younger self this is the first time like I was exposed to that concept but it It's crazy to watch it now as an adult. As a kid, I'm like, oh my God, who am I going to be? Who am I going to be when I grow up? Like what kind of cool, amazing things will I be or or what will I be able to do or who will I know? What will I drive?
0: Who will I be able to do and what will I be able to know?
1: Exactly. And who will I be able to drive?
0: Baby, you can drive my car. (laughs) That's not me though.
1: That's... That's how you watch it as a kid, but now I'm watching it as an adult, and it's a massive mind Yeah,
0: My summary could be Midlife Crisis, the movie, too, because it's yeah. very representative of what happens as you get older. And you do start to forget and detach a little bit from your childhood. And sometimes it does take remembering some of that stuff to remember, like, because life can feel short. And yes. you have to remember what you've actually been through. So, you know, I, I this is a really fucking terrible time. <laughs> I don't know if it's a terrible time. Wait, this one was rough on me, man. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get into great detail about that. But uh, let's move on with the format here.
1: Sure. I feel like I've described why I liked this movie already. It provided me the opportunity to picture what I was going to be like when I grew up in... in picture like who i would want to talk to who do i want to be on the other end of that hallucination
0: well i mean how old are you i am
1: the age of rusty i'm eight years old when i watched this film for the first time okay uh and it just popped on disney channel a lot when i was a kid but also a couple of friends had it on vhs it's not your first pick when you're picking out movies as a kid, but... No,
0: I, I mean, the cover alone just doesn't look like something a kid would want to watch.
1: No, it's definitely like a family night film. And I think that's how it was treated. Like, this is a film that provides something for grown-ups and kids. So, we're doing family night movie, family, family movie night movie, family movie night, Shyamalan. What is wrong with me today?
0: Family night Shyamalan. <laughs>
1: we're doing family night Shyamalan and... This is a reasonable film, right? When we get tired of watching Twister, let's put this one on. Hmm. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, it's fully tolerable for parents.
1: Yeah. And it's sweet. It opens up conversations that adults definitely want to have with kids. It's
0: almost as if it's not even for kids. Kind of. It feels like it in many ways.
1: Dude, I argue all the time that Bluey is not for children. It is for parents. Oh,
0: and then you catch an episode where it's just like, "Oh my god, yeah, that is definitely just silliness for kids." Yeah. Because they're just being kids.
1: Yeah, dance mode. Dance mode is all about There's the no kids.
0: entire episode like that, but it, there's moments where I'm like, "Okay, that's just kids being giggly and, and you know, our child mm-hmm. probably loves that." Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of indifferent to that
1: coconuts have water in them that's I, for the children
0: uh, I found a bumper sticker that said uh Wwmd what would muffin do
1: oh no yeah no I, I muffin's a terrible, a terrible yeah. life coach totally what yeah. I mean super granny all the way but like muffin Chaos agent. yes she's a f- <laughs> full-on mess
0: don't get us started
1: don't get us started <laughs> I feel like this is really just the opener for adults to have conversations with kids that they so clearly want to have. I try and have these kinds of conversations with our kid where I'm like, no, enjoy your time. You keep thinking about, you know, what's it going to be like in first grade? What's it going to be like when you're in middle school? Blah, 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 blah. And I keep telling her, like, just be here, be here.
0: Yeah. I constantly have to say, you're not even appreciating, like, she'll talk about what we're going to watch next kind of thing. It's like, well, then why are we watching what we're watching? Yeah. If we're worried about what we're watching next.
1: Kids are always thinking about what comes next. Yep. Um It's a shame. It's painful at yeah. times. And I feel like this movie is banking on like psychology of the time, but right. also a thing that parents really want.
0: So that's the new restaurant idea, restaurant experience, not medieval times painful <laughs> at times. <laughs> In which you watch really awkward and anxiety-producing films or um, plays.
1: No, no, no! It's a French restaurant, and it's all slapstick humor.
0: Painful, okay.
1: People falling downstairs.
0: Oh, I love that. Painful at times. Oh, like staged falls. Yes. Oh boy, <laughs> we I might need to like cut this, this out. This is a great yeah, idea. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah! Don't, don't steal it. We're gonna trademark that. But then that.
0: somebody would fall for real. Yeah. And it would be a mess. And then Everybody we don't know do, yeah, do like, we laugh? Do we fucking not laugh? Album, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dicks. Yeah. We can't do a French restaurant. We don't eat cheese.
0: Well, that'd be the other thing is yeah. it wouldn't be authentic French.
1: No. Vegan French. Does let's that talk, exist? Let's
0: talk about this vegan French movie.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm immediately shocked by how much I like the main character. Same. Okay. Bruce Willis. Is charming and wonderful. We love Bruce Willis. Back
0: up, pause. What? This is a Bruce Willis movie. You understand how complicated this is. I right? do. I do. I, it was hard to instantly get into this because I have so much sympathy for the man. Um, it's just a weird time. I I, st- I I still haven't like fully like absorbed what's going on with him, and to see this movie is like. I don't know. It's hard.
1: Well, I believe at this moment in time, as we're recording this episode, Bruce Willis has quit acting yes. um, due to health issues.
0: Yeah. I don't want to have to explain it to people. Look up, you know, what's going on with Bruce. But um, yeah, it, it's right. sad. So immediately, you know, having to push that out of my mind to watch the movie. Yeah. Difficult. So let's go from there. He's a complete asshole.
1: <laughs> but he's so funny.
0: I love it because he's a perceived asshole. I don't think what he's doing most of the time is that bad. Like he's. In a, in a hurry most of the time, right? And he's willing to pay for a lady's stuff at the convenience store just to get the fuck out of there.
1: Yeah. She's trying to explain like her life and her coin bear.
0: Immediately relatable to
1: me. What the fuck? And he's like, wow, that's almost interesting.
0: Yeah. And oh
1: my God. Th-
0: this is me. This is how I move through the world. And I would <laughs> gladly pay, f- you know, I've done this before. I've yeah. literally done this. I paid for like a soda for a, a a girl at the convenience store just so I could get the hell out of there. A girl or a woman? Um, she was very young.
1: There you go. She
0: was I, she's a teenager or something, I think.
1: Okay. Yeah. So it's bizarre to me immediately because I realized, oh my God, this adult figure in this film that I was so upset by as a kid, I then ended up... Uh, having a long-term relationship with. You are literally this character. Pretty much. And it's insane to me. I'm about the
0: same age. Um, I was childless when we met. Uh,
1: And dogless. I was dogless when we met.
0: (laughs) Yeah, very weird. I started to earn better money and uh, get my shit together pretty well. Yeah. 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 This is probably, yeah, the highest earning point in my life the most driven point in my life. I'm not only working like a lot at my main job, but I, you know, have a lot of extra things that I do, you know, uh, in the art space, you know, whether it's this or music. Yeah. I'm as busy as ever. Mm -hmm. You know that like now, especially like our last few years have been crazy.
1: Definitely. And I feel like you have a short, Fuse for, I don't know, that makes it sound like you're angry all the time. I'm
0: perceived as a grouch by many, uh, uh, particularly some coworkers that I've had and even some clients of mine.
1: But I think it's because you just cut the butter. You just get right to I ain't got time for this the shit. point you're trying to make. I ain't got time for this shit. So we see Bruce Willis's job. Um, he makes people look better.
0: He's a image consultant.
1: Yes, exactly. So he helps people lie to make them look better. He cuts immediately through the crap like, hey, no. Well, that's
0: not so, I mean, it's not just that. But yeah, part of his job is making monsters look better in the media.
1: Yeah. His first client is some sort of politician's wife or politician.
0: Yeah. What had she done?
1: Uh, They really don't specify, but she had gotten herself into some situation and she's like oh what was me it wasn't my fault it wasn't my fault and he's he immediately pulls out the wambulance line whambulance, classic yeah.
0: yeah i was not feeling bad for this rich lady
1: yeah and then he's like uh, you clearly got yourself into this situation let's stop crying immediately oh, and yeah, fix she, the problem whatever
0: she did she could go to jail for it
1: yes yeah, yeah so that sounds bad sure. wouldn't i i feel like she used campaign funds or something to cover something up neither here nor there yeah next person
0: is some like and i had a feeling for some reason that baseball was involved i was gonna say this movie has a baseball element yes and and then they show up at the baseball field i'm like yeah totally this is kind of what i expected and no just you know a few minutes there
1: no but i mean baseball was peppered into so many films around this time period i'm thinking of uh hook with okay. Robin Williams, yeah. baseball is peppered into that. It's just like super Americana. Why am
0: I thinking there's a baseball drill called Pepper or something? Oh, oh man, I'm getting flashbacks. This movie's happening to me.
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's making you remem- remember. Well, well, either way, he's just okay. very
0: straightforward. He's willing to call people, you know, fat and stuff. It's it's pretty fucked up.
1: He cuts right through. I've had, okay, I've had somebody do this to me. And let me tell you, it is harsh But it can also be helpful. It's
0: liberating in some ways.
1: In some ways, yeah. It's like, oh, okay, somebody's actually honest with me and telling me how I am perceived. That's interesting. I found
0: most of what he was doing in context was warranted. And if not warranted, it certainly wasn't that bad. Like I I understood it. Mm -hmm. I related to it in many cases. But then I find that he finally commits his first absolute dick move when he's talking about the headache He says you're giving me a headache to some lady. What was oh oh, shit? What was it? Um,
1: He's talking to Lily Tomlin when the headache thing starts. He starts like rubbing his eye. No no no.
0: He says, "Oh fuck." He like mocks somebody's personality and says it gives you a headache or something.
1: Oh, the lady on the airplane, Jean Smart. Is that her name? Yeah. Yes. Yes. She has this whole southern charm thing going on. And she's trying to get to know the stranger that she's sitting next to. Unfortunately, it's Bruce Willis's character. And uh, he's terrible to her. But she kind of asks for free advice. And he is nice enough to give it. But the advice that he gives is so callous and cold. Like, I like your eyes bluer. He
0: maps out all the stuff she needs to do to get this job, though. And it works.
1: And it works. He's, he's right, callous, but he's correct.
0: Mm-hmm. Callous but correct. That's mm-hmm. a good phrase.
1: The whole thing with the baseball issue, where he tells one of the um, uh, one of the workers at the baseball field to go find a certain demographic of children to then pie the baseball team owner to make him look better, to make it like appropriately diverse for.
0: That's who it was. It yes. was the guy that shakes his hand. I think when he gets to the baseball field, he makes the headache comment too, I think.
1: Okay, then it's introduced earlier than I thought. It
0: is, it's pretty early. I mean, he's got like three or four interactions before he does this, so it's still early, but...
1: It is some unconvincing acting, though, on Bruce Willis's part. Every time he rubs his eye, it looks so bad.
0: Did you notice the kid doing it a little bit? Yeah. 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 I, like later in the movie I saw him do it and I wasn't sure if he did it on purpose or not.
1: You know when actors are portraying somebody famous they'll often like sit down with that person pick up some uh, personal stories and then some tics and yeah. and personality traits. It really makes me wonder did Bruce Willis study this kid or did this kid study Bruce Willis?
0: I think the kid is kind of mimicking him. He's seeing Bruce do it in the scenes, and I think he does it. Yeah, he just picks it up.
1: They clearly were just like, "Okay, you need to do this, this, and this. You both got to do it. Try and do it the same."
0: We keep saying this kid.
1: This kid is Spencer Breslin. Yeah, who is lovely.
0: Where is he from? Because he, I think he was just originally on like a talk show or something. He, the way this kid is discovered is interesting. I think.
1: Really? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he was
0: on some talk show doing jokes with like jimmy kimmel or something I, I, for for whatever reason that's that's what's coming to mind
1: he's in a ton of movies when i'm a kid but his first appearance was in abc sitcom soul man
0: so, what yeah like the the thing based on the movie
1: his first appearance on anything is on a disney show called soul man Um, which is described as a widowed Episcopal priest struggles with being a single father at home while dealing with the situation at his church, according to IMDb. I had no idea that this show existed. And now like uh, just trying to research what this show is, the only stuff that pops up is Disney's soul, the movie. Okay. Um, It ran for three episodes. No, three episodes or three seasons. Two se- It ran for two seasons. This is crazy. I had no idea this was a show, but he's in a lot of other movies that I watched as a kid, one of them being the Santa Claus Two. He plays yes. okay yes, okay an elf in in that film.
0: so yeah, I must have noticed him in that um yeah. Because we just watched that recently.
1: Yeah. He does a lot of TV shows and stuff. He's the kid from The Cat in the Hat. He's in... He's in
0: a lot of commercials, apparently.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, then. I was wrong. But he was a very familiar presence to me. Like, I remember... not I hadn't seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was very familiar. So, you know, he's I've just been in a lot of stuff, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely the way in which he shows up in this movie in particular is so jarring and bizarre. Yeah. Bruce Willis is just like driving back to his house. And then all of a sudden we see like a red gremlin. I would argue
0: that he's in the airplane.
1: (gasps) Okay. I don't know that he's in the airplane. I guess
0: he can't be because we find out spoiler alert that old Bruce Willis put the airplane there. We're going to come back to that. So, I, he's just there. He's just there at the house, but he's scurrying around like a damn gremlin yeah, uh, or chupacabra.
1: So where did he sleep that night? And, and is he like totally there? I, the,
0: is he totally there?
1: Dude, the magic of this film is not explained. It's
0: Disney magic.
1: It's Disney magic. Why can Lily Tomlin and everybody else for that matter see him? Yeah. Why does he have a physical manifestation? I
0: didn't think it would be necessary for people to see him. I was kind of surprised because I thought this was going to be a mental health issue thing. Mm -hmm. Not issue, but, you know, exploring mental health, right? Yeah. Encouraging mental health, which, again, extra weird layer, it being a Bruce Willis vehicle. I fully expected and I called it that this was going to be him. The kid is actually just him. But yeah, I didn't think it was going to be manifest and be physical for other people to see.
1: No, and it's a it's a weird way to go about it. But first, this is one of the few films that depicts psychologists in a favorable light, somewhat from this time period. Somewhat,
0: she basically blackmails him into coming back, or I, I don't know what you call that.
1: Like, she gives him the prescription so he can calm the fuck down and Conditional stop therapy, stuff. yeah. Yes. Or
0: conditional medication is what it was. Yeah,
1: right. and then she's like, tomorrow you have an appointment.
0: You better be, be You better be there. Be there. Yeah. Be I'm bear. I'm giving this. Yeah, you better be bo be bear.
1: Be bear or be square.
0: <laughs> or be crazy.
1: <gasps> we don't use that word.
0: Well, in 2000, we probably would have.
1: In 2000, yeah, for sure.
0: I think there's a movie called Crazy Stupid Love that comes out 2008.
1: Wow. Well, that's just a saying, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Isn't everything? (laughs) Because, I mean, everybody's out here with that just saying nonsense. Just saying.
1: Just saying.
0: Everybody's just saying.
1: Okay. Uh, (laughs) Like,
0: of course, of course you're just saying. Or else, why you wouldn't have fucking made the words? Or, yeah.
1: Of course, you're saying like I. I you're hear, just saying I something. I hear the words. Yeah. I hear the words. You
0: sure are saying something. <laughs> it
1: doesn't drive me as crazy as I was today. Years old when I learned. Oh I hate that. Let's not get that. into these things. Okay. Does Emily Mortimer's character Amy have to see the kid in order to fall in love with Bruce Willis? Yes. I argue no. Otherwise, this is a real Beauty and the Beast situation Kay, in which she has been stuck <laughs> with Bruce Willis as her boss for so long oh. that she falls in love with him. Let me gather my thoughts here. Uh, it's
0: it's symbolic. All of this stuff is symbolic, right? Yeah. If you didn't see the kid in me, uh, you wouldn't fall in love with me.
1: I don't know if that's necessarily true. You're a very attractive, lovely human being. Oh, so it'd be
0: superficial. It
1: would be, yeah. How do you fall in love <laughs> no.
0: with a kin?
1: With a kid, you don't. Yeah. You don't. You really don't. We finally watched Barbie, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I'm going to argue that she has to see him as a kid to fall in love with him. This is this is my stance on Again, the issue.
0: It's representative of how people fall in love with each other. Is it? You, you love someone completely. You start to love every side of uh, a person. To see this sweeter, more... Um, fun-loving side of him is why she falls for him.
1: No, I thought it was a really fun play on this whole idea that men fall in love with women for who they are in the moment and women fall in love with men for who they could be, right? Ooh. It's a fun reversal of that idea where it's like women fall in love with who they were and could potentially be again, but like the the innocence of who they were.
0: To me, it's just, if he's void of those things, she wouldn't want to be with him. She kind of breaks it down that way even. Like it I didn't think she didn't think that he thought about marriage. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she now knows he thinks about it because the kid version of him thinks about it. Yes. makes her think about it.
1: She realizes that somewhere down the line something went wrong to turn this very adorable innocent ridiculous, Mm -hmm. very heartfelt kid into the monster that he is.
0: This is about understanding people's trauma. It's about accepting people's trauma.
1: Honestly, I will say that knowing everything that I know about you does help me empathize more, but that's true with literally anybody. Of course. The more I know about somebody, the more I'm able to understand, oh, okay, that's why you're acting that way. Yeah.
0: Like I have a very strange relationship with my mother where, um, you know, it's not always pleasant to be around and uh, I don't want it to be that way. But the more you know about our history, like the more all that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Not that it's like not something we, you know, I try to work on all the time, you know, in therapy and stuff, you know, and it gets better. Yeah. Understanding the path that leads to that makes it make more sense for sure.
1: It does. And somehow getting in touch with that younger self allows Bruce Willis's character to regain the empathy that he's lost. Mm-hmm. He wants a quick fix. He wants pills to make him stop hallucinating. And he just wants to fix the problem. He even yells that he doesn't have time to have a mental breakdown. Right. <laughs> Right, but it's not until he actually like I've digs. Been there. Yeah, it's not until he remembers his childhood that he's able to figure shit out. And I feel like that's so incredibly important. It just seemed to me like the character spent so much time shitting on his younger self mentally. Yeah, um, calling him fat, which is just horrible. Well,
0: even the forgetting, the intentional um, brushing off you know just diluting the importance of it um that's offensive right like that's bad that's you can't do that that's self-damaging to write off your childhood like that as as insignificant
1: right and we're looking back at our childhood selves with our adult eyes and judging with our adult eyes because we forget oh, we were a kid at that time and we were just behaving as children would naturally behave.
0: Yeah, what they're saying is part of our self-worth is about that investment as a kid. And even if those things that we uh, wanted to be as children don't pay off, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that dreamer was stupid. And he uses that phrase so much.
1: He does. Um,
0: It doesn't, you know, you shouldn't belittle your little. Right? Yeah. <laughs> We've had so many phrases like that today. Yeah. I really think it's more about just appreciating you and loving yourself at every stage of your life.
1: Accepting yourself at every stage. Yeah.
0: That's self you know, self care and self love and self appreciation and the grace to be kind to yourself.
1: Right. When Whether we, in
0: memory or in projection.
1: Yes. Yeah, and when we get to the end, spoiler alert, and really old Bruce Willis is there. 70-year-old Bruce Willis looking very young.
0: Wow, that mustache was fucking weird, man. <laughs> it,
1: was like, it was like he's dying his mustache, but not his hair. It was like he
0: stole MacGyver's must Not MacGyver, Magnum P.I.'s mustache.
1: But it's blonde, so I guess more like MacGyver, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, well, MacGyver didn't really have a mustache.
1: Yeah, he had a mustache and a beard, so MacGyver's,
0: he stole- um, Snail trail. That was thick.
1: I, bet. I never want to hear that word come
0: <laughs> <Okay. laughs> out of your mouth what? again. I'm not even saying it right. I'm not even saying it right.
1: You said a really nasty. Okay. It was, Ma- it's a treasure trail. Mag-
0: <laughs> MacGyver's treasure trail. <laughs> I bet it's like real thick.
1: Ugh, God. Is that is that a thing that people want? A thick treasure trail.
0: The MacGyver's got Does one. this
1: appeal. To audiences.
0: It's more for utility for MacGyver.
1: I need to know if there's like a Merkin version of a treasure trail.
0: A Merkin made.
1: Yeah. Made oh, in America.
0: That's probably like adhesive though.
1: So is a Merkin. I think most of
0: them are, yeah. Aren't Merkins No, I think adhesive? some Merkins would, may have a strap, like a thin little strap. Like a
1: jack strap?
0: No, no, no like real thin, like a uh, Halloween mask.
1: Oh, <laughs> like um, sun tanning glasses. Sure. Got it, got yeah. it, got it. Yeah. Okay, God, why Why do these things exist?
0: Why do these things come up? We were just like waxing intellectual and uh, yeah. getting into the meat of the uh, themes in this film and then we start talking about that nonsense.
1: I'm talking about old Bruce Willis here for a second. How old is
0: Bruce Willis in this? Because they're saying he's forty. I feel
1: like he's, he's older than that. 8, 40, and then seventy when he's in the plane. The
0: actual actor.
1: How did you feel about that uh, final? Do you not know how old he was? No, no, no. I don't know. Oh, I can look it up. That's okay. That's but okay. no, I don't. I didn't know get Bruce like a clear Willis's response on, on what I thought you just lost. All over hours it. in all films. He was born in fifty-five.
0: Okay, so so
1: he's forty-five because this this is in two thousand, right? Did I do math correctly? Whoa,
0: it sounds like you did.
1: Oh my god,
0: you nailed it! I think
1: that's incredible.
0: Yeah, Um, I've been your
1: assistant at work for too long.
0: So, uh, aged himself down a few years.
1: A little bit. That's fair. That is fair. That's fine. I believe Emily Mortimer is. Uh, portraying a woman in her 30s in this film. So it's a very similar age difference yes. to what you and I have. Correct. Yeah. Quite
0: literally, I think, in real life for real.
1: Probably. Between those two. Probably. Yeah. But when um, Bruce Willis comes in in his 70s and he has the plane and he has Chester the dog and he's married, has a family, did that curveball make you feel any particular way?
0: Thematically, it it just took it up another notch, right? I'm already in this space of um, thinking about your life, remembering things, but also, you know, and you had to bring up how much the kid wanted to know. I wasn't even really considering it like that, how this is going both ways throughout the film. And then bringing the old guy in, I like that because they get to celebrate. um, Although, you know, it's a bit, Cheesy to, to know how, where you're going to turn up or how things are going to turn out for you. I don't love that idea, but the movie, it really works because you're already in this emotional space and it's a payoff, right? It makes mm-hmm. you feel so much better because these people are still down on themselves. This little boy is still down on himself. The guy is, even though he's pretty fucking successful, I don't know why he's so bummed out, honestly, but I guess it's because he's unfulfilled. He hasn't like reached his, like, um, true goals.
1: He's working for terrible people and he feels terrible.
0: Yeah. I, I can relate fully to this. He's not mm. you know, a pilot. Not that he's really going to be a pilot pilot, but he can do something close.
1: Yeah. He right? can get his pilot's license and go full Harrison Ford. So
0: that's what the older version of him represents. It's like, okay, it's not going to turn out exactly like what you thought when you were a kid, but you can still get closer than you expected when you were 40.
1: Right, and by Harrison Ford, I mean he can be a gentleman of a certain age and have a pilot's license, yeah right. i
0: I remember one of my musician friends, you know, I was talking about touring uh some music, and he was like, "Oh, I'm too old for that, and I think he was like forty at the time, maybe thirty nine forty and oh my God, um what? I told some other friends, and they just thought it was you know in bands, and they were they just thought it was bizarre um that you would just give up like that, and uh yeah i've I don't like that
1: <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: so this reinforces that idea that you're never really done, like don't feel like. The things that you've always wanted to do since you were a kid mm-hmm. are just done like you'll never be able to do if you're still here in breathing, you can still do those things probably or something close to it close enough to satisfy that internal goal that you've had for you know your entire existence oh, practically. right
1: the itch the drive the purpose yeah uh, whatever whatever that feeling manifests itself as. I have to remind myself that, you know, my life isn't over yet.
0: Right. The things <laughs> that complete you in your mind, the th- the, what you feel internally, because ultimately that's what's going on with Bruce Willis is he can't, he doesn't feel whole. Yeah. He knows something's still not right, even if he is working his ass off and achieving in all these ways. That's why he's some, you know, just grouchy and curt with people because he just has no joy. Yeah, And it's because he's not paying attention to these things that, you know, have been dormant in him um, since, I guess, this moment when he was eight.
1: Yeah, I mean, Alan Rickman did not become an actor until he was 43. Leslie right. Jones did not uh, join SNL until she was 47. Look, like age, yeah. it, it's not a measurement, right? right? It's right. It's a number. It's an indicator of where we're at, but it's not a schedule to adhere to. Yeah.
0: But at the same time, it's not like you can be 65 and just all of a sudden decide to be an actor. You must have been doing something your entire life that has been somewhat relevant to these things. People don't just pick up and become pilots. If you didn't dream about this at some point in your life, I don't think somebody just instantly says, you know what? I've never really thought about this, but I'm going to just go get my pilot license.
1: That's exactly right. So I I
0: think people have these thoughts throughout life. This is about fulfilling you as a person Mm -hmm. and like making sure that you make the most out of what you've always wanted to do with your life. And again, even if you don't hit the damn moon, if you at least hit zero gravity, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's cool too. You're going to feel successful. You're going to feel like you've, you've done it in some ways.
1: Right, right. For me specifically, I was sitting in on a, uh, session with a very famous author i won't say who but Stephen King d- it was not Stephen King i've never met Stephen King but during the q and a section somebody asked him like how do you know you want to be a writer and he said straight up if you have not been thinking about being a writer since a very early age, it's probably not for you. Right. And and that really offended some people in the audience. But I was like, oh, my God, I get it. I, I This is something that's been in my head since before I could remember. Mm-hmm. I, I've been fixated on this idea my whole entire life, um, yeah. my whole entire memory. Yeah. Right? So... I agree with your statement that you can't just wake up one day and decide, oh, I'm 65, I'll give acting a go. You know, for some people, they may be very successful at that. But I think for other people, it does have to be like this lifelong thing. And reconnecting with your inner child, reconnecting with your memories as a child can help navigate you through the extra noise in life and get you back on track to like, what you actually wanted to do, what you felt like your purpose was. Yeah. And it's
0: also partially recognizing that sometimes you do have to deviate from your goal slightly to support that goal. Yeah. (laughs) He wouldn't be able to take flight lessons and do all this stuff and probably buy a plane if he didn't already have all this money. So he can't look at this. And I don't know, man, every word I'm saying feels like I'm talking about myself. Uh, So you do these things to instill support, These lifetime goals, these ultimate, like, fulfillments of self. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. We got to stop doing that. Let's talk about the movie.
1: Okay. Uh, (laughs) Because
0: I can, I mean, I can talk about this like this all day. It's it's such a heartwarming yet deep, uh, deep digging film for me. It's really, like triggering so much stuff in my brain. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. This is the connective emotion that we as humans get to experience. We all have some sort of drive, some goal. And I think even though you are speaking of yourself and I feel like I'm speaking of myself, these are applicable ideas to literally everybody.
0: Yeah. I think it, it, it probably is more universal than it feels. It, um, it is very personal in feel.
1: Yeah, so there are two cameos in here. Mm -hmm. Um, There's Melissa McCarthy, who works at the Skyway Diner.
0: Wonderful cameo, and and I suppose now you're going to get to the other problematic part of this film.
1: Okay, Uh, other problematic part. Okay. Matt Perry is in this film. Yeah, Matthew
0: Perry. Oh, boy. Um, Looking
1: like uh, uh, the... Bassist for ZZ Top, or the bassist for ZZ Top, the bassist for Leonard Yeah. or a member of ZZ Top, sure.
0: But yeah, yet another thing we have to try to remember. It's not so sad, so we can get through this movie.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't look at all like himself. No,
0: it I, it was hard to clock him. Actually, it's
1: really crazy. Yeah. I mean, you had to point it out. I would not have guessed that.
0: And I keep seeing these people, and it's like, how are they not in this more? Yeah. Like uh, Maggie, is it, what's her name? Janet, Jane Post? Janet Post?
1: Jean Smart. Jean Smart. (laughs) Dear God, where are you? Uh,
0: Jean Smart. Yeah. Is at the very beginning, and I'm like, this is the love interest. I get this.
1: (gasps) This You really thought that?
0: It would be cool because these are like, iconic 80s, uh, well, TV actors. Bruce Willis was in uh, Moonlighting. She was on uh, Designing Women. And uh, I loved both of those shows. So this was kind of a nice thing, a nice setup, I thought. Um, And then, yeah, she's not the love interest at all. But she does come back, thank goodness, because she's wonderful.
1: She really comes back in an amazing way. She fully believes Bruce Willis, that he is actually seeing his eight-year-old self. And she helps him along. And it's so wonderful. Like She's just nice, compassionate to this person who is, in my opinion, very rude and cold to her.
0: She actually gives him better advice than he gave her. Although, who's to say? Because she would not have even been there for this to happen. So I think through her success, she gained some wisdom. To then pass on to him in some ways. It it was a nice little, the way that all, that path to this point was really nice.
1: And she's still sassy about it. She's still saying like, hey, well, this guy is getting a clue. Can I have another drink? Y'all. (laughs) Y'all. She's throwing in her Southern charm. Do
0: you even know what Designing Women is?
1: No idea. Wow. Uh Uh-uh. Girl. I don't know what Moonlighting is either. I just know I like other Bruce Willis films. I think
0: you'd be shocked to know about, I watch so much women's telev- women's centric television. I would
1: not be shocked to know that. You were raised by women. I know,
0: but like it's not like I was changing the channel or leaving the room.
1: No, I was watching MASH and Home Improvement. good stuff. Golden <laughs> like, Girls is the like, shit, dog. <laughs> I didn't watch Golden Girls until working at the office with your mom. And she's like, ah, this. Let's no, put on this. It's oh, so good. my God. It's so
0: good. Uh, I don't know uh, where to go because... We're already pretty deep into this episode, and God, it was a mindfuck. I expected, because I think you thought I wasn't going to like it. I kind of expected this to be bad. I think I even remember saying something about uh, hoping that it was short, and it was just powerful.
1: We cried a little bit. I definitely cried yeah, towards the end when they're like, Look at us go. And oh my God, that's the ultimate thing. Like, I I don't think I am as young Kaylee imagined, but I do think that young Kaylee would be really impressed and really proud of where I'm at.
0: You're still very young though, Kaylee. So wait till you get to 40 (laughs) and then see how you feel about all this stuff because it's like a whole lifetime between 30 and 40.
1: Yeah. Practically.
0: So it's wild.
1: Okay. So Ryan, in this film that you wanted to be short, Better now, glad I hope that you have seen it. Yeah, um, what is your highlight? Well, let's uh, oh, oh, before oh, we get to oh. that,
0: let's just run through our notes because I think you got a few more notes, right?
1: I do, but I'm saving some really fun points. Cool,
0: <laughs> all right. Well, let me just say, in, in reference to uh, cameos, mm-hmm. the Funnier Die guy, the guy that hosts the Funnier Die TV show, I think he's done some other stuff. He is a lawyer or something, he he's in one of those shows. continue
1: to talk about shows, I don't know, Funnier
0: Die. Was a web series that they then converted the clips to HBO or something. Uh, between Two Ferns is on is from Funny or Die. I know,
1: Between Two Ferns. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that guy that hosted that show. Let's see. There's a person named De- Deirdre LaFever. Oh, that is uh, smart. Gene smart. Yeah. Yeah. De- Deirdre Lefevre.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all.
0: Y'all. I have questions like... Why is he not more homesick? The kid is not like wanting his mom. Well, oh, yeah, she's still alive before he leaves.
1: She is still alive, but I I don't get that the kid knows yet that his mom is. He doesn't,
0: but why wouldn't he be like homesick and want to see his family?
1: He is homesick. That that much is clear, but I think he's just kind of a kid and he's like, I'm stuck. God damn it.
0: Yeah, that part of it is weird. Um,
1: so was the him sleeping outside for one night and then we find out like he slept in a tent outside for another night and we have no idea when or how he's eating.
0: Right. He's very hungry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which Generally. makes sense.
0: Yeah. if I mean, Bruce Willis would just blame it on him being greedy and, and chubby and stuff like he's just going to call out his weight.
1: That's just so just terrible. I don't know why. Dude, and it when, wasn't just
0: him; it wasn't just the kid. Like he was just so quick to do they it. They
1: talked to the boxer at some point, and Bruce Willis is just tearing down this boxer the day before his wedding in front of his fiance. Let me tell you, if anybody ever talked to you that way, words would be had.
0: It was strange, and I get it. He's supposed to be motivational. I guess the guy needs that so he can kind of stay in shape. But yeah. You know.
1: Not like that. That's not motivational. Chalk,
0: chalk it up to yet another dick move. Um, but still, I think he's done more good than bad, even at this point. Uh, I still like him, which is, is hard to do in a lot of these movies. It is. Especially when the guy is meant to be an asshole. He's still so likable somehow. I still feel for him. And again, it probably goes back to just being able to relate to this stuff.
1: If uh, this was Tim Allen, I think it wouldn't have had as much oh, heart. No. no. You almost went Tim Allen right there. No, no, I think it would have been more slapstick and the whole asshole persona would have been far more believable. It would have felt believable, yes. Yeah, Bruce Willis (laughs) is like somehow very, I don't know, smoldering, charming.
0: He's able to dissolve that like hard exterior at times and be silly Mm -hmm. in a really easy way like genuinely silly like where he's breaking a fourth wall almost you know where the audience is is in on it with him you know that's what it feels
1: like right not in a Burnham Fraser silly faces kind of way or a Tim Allen funny voices kind of way he's just like he's so serious most of the time and then when he cracks a little smile it's so gratifying
0: dude the end you're a pilot. You're a pilot. You're yeah. a pilot. Yeah, and they're putting. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so cute. The little bit where they take off their shoes at the same time. Like yeah, I can I imagine that ones. was well rehearsed. The payoff they pee was great. At the same time. Yes. <laughs>
0: And the kid is basically, uh, if you all know the Chris Farley bit, uh, where he interviews people and he says, "You remember the thing that you're the most famous for?" Basically, remember uh, when you were in the Beatles? That was awesome. Yeah, um, that's that's what a kid is like, and that's what this kid is exactly like. Okay, so, so
1: hear me out. The kid is also Rusty Venture. Sure. Okay, he shows up, and I know it's not a green and white striped shirt, but he shows up in a striped shirt, mm-hmm. and his name is Rusty. <laughs> and if you've watched. Venture bros, we get a lot of young rusty, the rusty in the show. Yeah. So, not inspired by, probably.
0: He's more of a uh, a Dean.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's nerdy. Well, I mean, young Rusty, embarrassing. Nobody wants a Dean in the box. Aw. Yeah. Poor Dean. Merry Christmas. Don't
0: ever stop asking for help. You might just get it. That's what Deirdre LaFever tells him.
1: Yeah. God, it's cool. All right, man. Now, can I ask you?
0: I suppose, yeah. I, Sir. I hate to stop talking about it, but damn, just go watch this movie, I guess.
1: Yeah, please do. Ryan, mm-hmm. what's your highlight?
0: Bruce Willis screams.
1: Ah! <laughs> okay. Two There's times in this lot.
0: movie. I believe it's exactly two. He, he straight up goes,
1: ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I get that one more time?
0: And I wasn't expecting him to make that sound ever. And he does it twice. So
1: uh, he yells a lot too. He's like, hey, I don't have time to go crazy. And then yeah. another time he's like, hey, I don't remember the possum, okay?
0: Oh, Jesus. The scene where he's taking the pills and he's like, you're going to disappear. You're going to disappear. He's <laughs> like really over the top in that scene. Yeah. Um, That and uh, the fretless boner bass solo. Uh, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> What? There's a part in this movie where I forget exactly what they're talking about, but the bass, it's just bass. And it's just like that slide, fretless what? bass thing in the background. Um, and it's supposed to indicate horniness.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: Hilarious stuff.
1: Boner bass. That's a new one.
0: Fretless boner bass.
1: All right. What is your low light?
0: The Matt Perry stuff was a bummer, but
1: Chester is not
0: 30 years old. The dog- Oh my God. So let's walk through this a little bit. (laughs) At the end of the movie, they see the future Bruce Willis Uh and future Rusty, and he's got a dog. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure where, the, I don't remember the Chester significance, but they both know that that means that it's them, right? Or yeah, uh, the, the, the fact that the dog's name is Chester means that that's them. But why is Chester significant?
1: Chester is significant because the little boy, little Rusty, goes mm. around Bruce Willis's house yelling, Chester, uh-huh. Chester. Yes. Because oh, he realized Oh, that's realizes
0: the dog he should have.
1: Exactly. He fully accepts in that moment that Bruce Willis is his older self. He's yeah. in the future.
0: He should have all these things. He he should yep.
1: have all these things. He's not asking what video games are out. He's not asking, That's what, are yeah. there flying cars? No, no. He is asking, where's Chester? I've been
0: like, let me see the new Power Glove.
1: Man, the writing is so good, but then so bad in other parts. It's odd. But,
0: okay. And the reason I'm asking this is because we then cut to Bruce Willis uh, bringing a puppy to his homegirl's house. Which is indicating, okay, we're starting this family now. Yeah. Okay, I saw my 70-year-old self, mm-hmm. and it's inevitable. So Speaking
1: of boners, Why
0: wait? Let's get it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, brings the puppy. There's mm-hmm. no way it's Chester. There's no way. Even though it's the same type of dog. Okay. It if, is the same type of If dog.
1: we are to believe that this dog is OG Chester, that means that... 30-year-old Chester is clone Chester, or...
0: Okay, so 2000, so this is 2030. This is not long, this is not far from now. We still don't have the ability to 30-year-old dog.
1: No, but I do feel like in this year of our Lord 2024, we are getting very close Mm. to that. I mean, we can clone
0: stuff. To 30-year-olding a dog?
1: To 30-year-olding a dog. You, no. No, 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 no.
0: You might be able to 20-year-old a dog.
1: I misunderstood. What I think I'm trying to say here is you can clone dogs and people do this.
0: Oh, uh, well, okay. And have
1: been able to do this so, for a while. So 70-year-old
0: so so Bruce Willis, 70-year-old Rusty cloned yes. his dog.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: Which is kind of weird. I mean, you just got me a uh, Cuddle Clone is what they're called. And it's a wonderful company.
1: Not a sponsor. Um,
0: And it it's, it is a bizarre thing. It... I love it. Mm -hmm. I I cherish it dearly. And it is mostly good, but it's not. There are some uncanny things about it that are a little bit weird.
1: This is what I'm saying. I was going to, I looked into getting this cuddle clone thing for you a few years ago um, because you lost a dog that was very significant. Well, he was an
0: old boy, but um, yeah, yeah, a little bit sooner than I wanted to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and and you said that you wanted this thing. I waited because it was more like postponing because I didn't want to get you something that I knew would make you feel sad. Yeah. So if I get that you ever get the notion to clone a dog, (laughs) don't that will make me? I I wouldn't do that. Yeah,
0: I would never do that. But it is kind of nice to have that because you know I can at least give our daughters some sense of what he was like yeah, um, because it does favor him so you know it's kind of cool
1: but the cuddle, cuddle clone me. is so lifelike I am very concerned people will think it is taxidermy and that does scare me a little bit
0: well either way not a sponsor mm-hmm. Kaylee yeah, you probably still like this movie do you have a highlight
1: bitch I might
0: alright everybody I'm happy for you
1: I'm gonna let you finish
0: but this video is the greatest of all time greatest
1: of all time. Drug. Smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this.
0: Don't worry. It, it will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry. Be happy. Alright, everybody. That was, uh, I believe, 1988. I Bobby McFerrin music video, Don't Worry Be Happy, uh, quite a huge hit song at the time on MTV just regularly, uh, probably every other video it, it felt like. So that's why I'm forcing you to view this.
1: That's why.
0: And I shouldn't say forcing, but it's contractual, so whatever.
1: I feel forced.
0: You feel the force? That was... I'm using the force to that show you this video. That was a big
1: old bummer. Was it now? Yeah. So,
0: yeah, when I'm a kid, I'm watching this thing, and I, I kind of enjoyed it because Robin Williams is in it. He's a very popular actor at the time. I'm watching him in everything. Uh, it's just silly and fun, kind of reminiscent of Don't Call Me Owl, right? Or uh, a little call, bit. Me Al, yeah. call Me Ow. Don't Call Me Uh Of Call Me Ow. So, you
1: can call me out
0: Sure. It, it, it g- gave me a similar vibe to that. So I didn't dislike it, but the, the song always kind of confused me. And it still does not not confuse me.
1: It does that thing that I so deeply enjoy. The lyrics do not match the music.
0: I think they do, personally. My opinion is they do match, but the whole thing is tongue-in-cheek. It's kind of ironic. And I did not understand that when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, yeah. There can be some irony in there, sure.
0: The whole element of the psychiatrist getting up and... Getting ready to commit suicide, but then floating. Yeah. Like, I, I don't remember that. I don't no, remember that being okay. in this video at all.
1: And it's always been there, but maybe you didn't perceive it that way.
0: I think a lot of this stuff I would watch passively. As mm-hmm. a kid, especially watching our kid and how she views a lot of things. You don't necessarily lock in for an extended period of time.
1: But I think there are teeny little things that our kid... And myself as a kid pick out. Sure. And we make that a whole damn thing. Right. Like the Ninja Turtles bit where they're like, don't make fun of Nardo. He's sensitive. <laughs> he loves that. Forever. that. Yeah. Yes.
0: And for in this video, I guess for me, that would have been him just like kind of slapping on his chest and stuff and just the wackiness of the dancing. I, you know, I, I remember how they were dressed, uh, Robin Williams. I can't think of the other comedian's name, but...
1: Uh, Yeah, he also looks familiar as well.
0: He kind of looks like Jim Gaffigan, but it's definitely not Jim Gaffigan.
1: No, okay, I picked something out in this. And I'm curious if you know this. The outfit that Robin Williams is wearing, that very silly Hawaiian shirt... Hawaiian. ...with the very bizarre patterns. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure... I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure... They put the genie in that outfit when he's leaving for vacation at Weird. the end of the movie. Oh, that's funny. yeah, I think that could, everything that the genie does in Aladdin mm-hmm. is a reference to other Robin Williams stuff. That's pretty cool. um with few exceptions, but yeah,
0: so that is how that is also how this is thematically tied to the movie we're watching. the kind of sad, you know characters <laughs> that appear in them or the sad actors that appear in them or the sadness that is tied to the actors that are in them and especially for robin it's like this video like and knowing you know how uh, his life ended and everything it's just it sucks it's a bummer so that's that's something that's similar i also just thought that kind of tonally uh the message is similar to the kid's message which is you know you got to put up with some bullshit and just try to be happy you know
1: mm-hmm. i'm now seeing like i always knew what the words were to the song, like mm. even the landlord stuff. Right. I had like a Hawaiian luau party CD that had this on it, oh. that I would just, I would play it mm. often. There were a bunch of like cool song, like it had somewhere over the rainbow on it, um, a bunch of cool stuff. And this was one of the songs, so I knew all the words. I've always known that it does have like a sad undertone to it, but I just love the way that it feels. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Oh, that's the other thing is it's got the kind of like slidey fretless bass sounds in it.
1: And then very solid sounds like the mouth sounds that are happening. Well, they're
0: all mouth or body sounds.
1: Yeah. You know that, right? I do. Okay. Yeah. It's very well shown in the music video
0: that's his whole thing
1: yeah yeah but we have like whistling which is very flowy and then we have very solid body sounds actually i shouldn't say
0: it's all because i think there is something like a little horn thing that happens once somewhere yeah it may not be entirely body sounds then Hmm. unless somehow he made that with
1: his taint taint (laughs) taint noise taint noise oh my god is that a punk band because it should be oh definitely introducing taint noise <laughs> <laughs> opener for corn
0: <laughs> i was gonna say despits which if you haven't heard of this band everybody go check out despits they're the shit dude uh austin punk rock band uh anyway this music video let's see you have any highlights
1: I do. I like whenever the singer pops up in like what can only be described as a love boat bubble. Like whenever they had guest stars on the Love Boat, they would pop up in the intro, like in a little bubble. Sure, yeah. So the lead singer just keeps popping up. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Sometimes with something funny to say. Sometimes it's like he's going to be doing sign language, but he's not. But he's not exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it's like when you're watching um, Benny Henn and the um, ASL interpreter pops up. Maybe not Benny Henn, but televangelist in general. That's funny. It was cute, and I liked it.
0: Yeah, okay. Also,
1: Robin Williams just killing it. Like the little limo scene thing. The limo scene was good. Yeah. Otherwise,
0: I thought it was kind of meh, but I don't know why I use that phrase just now.
1: I don't know. The dancing, he just seems so free. And of course, now knowing what we do know about him and his personal life, anytime we see those like totally liberated moments, I'm like, cool. Maybe that was like a totally liberating in the moment, very present experience for him. And I hope it was.
0: You don't think there was any cocaine involved, though?
1: There may have been some cocaine. But, I mean, it can't all be snow.
0: Rest in power, Robin Williams.
1: Sometimes it's rain.
0: Uh, Low lights.
1: (laughs) The lead singer doesn't wear his shoes, which is fine. Sure it is. But I don't love feet, and he is moving his foot yeah. in a way in which the big toe switches with the little toes. Oh, boy. Not on board. Yeah. I don't love it. Um, and it switches to the beat. So that's <laughs> cool. He's not just out here wiggling toes willy-nilly. <laughs> but I that don't. is what it's
0: called, too. Willy-nilly. That's where it comes from. <laughs> yes. I'm just going willy-nilly right now.
1: <laughs> wiggling are, these toes. Bleh, bleh. Um, Yeah, not a fan of that. But you know what? Fine. <laughs> Fine. What, what's your highlight?
0: I, again, I, the the narrative element that, or, you know, any sense of story in this, I don't remember it at all. I just kind of remember him sitting in a chair. So the whole therapist thing, how they start the video helps to convey kind of the duality of meaning of everything, right? Yeah. How it's it's all supposed to be ironic that it sounds so cheery. Yeah. So I I, I dug that. Uh, low lights. Uh, it's too long. It's too fucking long. Really? It's the same song already. It's like you, meditative. You, yeah, I, I. You know, I. I'm for repetitive shit. I listen to uh, golden era hip hop and '90s New York gutter hip hop. Like that shit is as repetitive as they come.
1: Ryan needs us to know he listens listens to New York gutter hip hop
0: listen to the shit from them
1: streets. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you best believe. Okay. Yeah. I, I hear
1: your point though. It is a little long, but I've always thought of it as like meditative. Like I would just lay We're on the floor. We're still talking about the... The song. Actual, the song.
0: Are we both doing this? We're both this doing this. Doing we right have now? our
1: arms stretched out. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing it. It oh, feels like good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it feels pretty good, though. It, it really does. <laughs> I take take. Not anymore. I just <laughs> oh, scratched are you myself. Okay? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all all right. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, don't get cut. Now in that's Jesus my low light, damn it. <laughs> no, I was just thinking of like being a kid, laying on the carpet in mine and my sister's room, listening to the song on my uh, fluorescent orange boom box. How
0: appropriate. Yeah, it probably sounded better coming out of that thing.
1: Coming out of my cheap ass boombox. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. For some crazy reason, my parents got both my older sister and I the same boombox in different colors. We shared a bedroom. (laughs) 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 Oh, so you could listen to
0: um, what is that? uh, Flaming Lips album where you have to have four boomboxes to do it.
1: I have no idea oh
0: dude it's so cool you get no. f- it's four different discs and you hit play at the same time on all four and it plays <gasps> the album
1: that's really cool yeah it's, can we it's,
0: do this yeah justin uh, bought that shit way back in the day we did it it was awesome dude.
1: oh man shout out to justin this I, it, is it's cool. probably easier
0: to do now because you can just get mp3s and you know set Nah, up man
1: before. we need to go out and find three more boom boxes we have one <laughs>
0: i think we have at least two
1: but this is why I insisted on having got a, a boombox so. in our kid's room. Like I think it's a formative experience being sure. able to play your cassettes or your CDs.
0: Yeah, the yeah, just the physical representation, much like the kid in the movie. Fuck you, best movie.
1: Fuck you.
0: The place that has provided us with sustenance of, of physical media for so long.
1: Hold up! Can I? Can I? It just.
0: And now you you want to say fuck you to Best Buy?
1: Fuck you, Best Buy, because for one simple reason- Fuck you, damn guy. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even talk anymore. I'm so mad. <laughs> fuck you, damn guy. They used to have these headphones and you could go in and test out music and hear the new stuff that was out. As a young Christian kid, this was the only way I was exposed to modern music. Borders books had the same thing, Barnes and Noble had the same thing, Best Buy.
0: Yeah, but the, had these you can headphones see whatever you want on the, You can see whatever you want more on the internet. So, that, I not Yeah, don't know but that I didn't have that argument.
1: as a kid. So this is like a, a piece of my childhood that is now gone because Best Buy has decided to stop selling physical media fuck you best buy
0: call the Wambulance. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> see you next time for another interruption bye
1: drug, drug. <gasps> my highlight is really simple my highlight is when amy says to bruce willis you're not embarrassing you're adorable
0: oh that's nice
1: sometimes it takes having a decent kind-hearted empathetic human being in our lives to be like no you you're just a kid right it's okay that you were acting like a kid and mm-hmm. somehow that gives our minds permission to forgive ourselves right for being kids for being naive or innocent yeah. right it's so powerful and i think about this a lot in relation to our relationship okay um You'll tell me stories from your childhood, and so often I find myself wanting to just like go back in time somehow and let you know that you're gonna be okay, right? Or, or just give you a hug, or let you know like not everything is like this, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes another person in our lives to help us heal our inner child.
0: Yeah, it's called a therapist.
1: It's called a therapist. Yeah, <laughs> therapy is good.
0: Yeah, and as much there, and I've been in therapy since I was. 30. Um, actually 28 or 29. And it it gets better, certainly, but those things are still there and it's still this movie is very much about a place that I'm in right now. I often try try to remember stuff from my childhood because I don't remember much. Right. I genuinely right. don't. And I I get tempted sometimes to ask my mom about uh, something to clarify, something that I kind of have a vague memory of. Or um, I I feel tempted to call uh, my Uncle Gene and say, hey, you know, do you remember what it was like at this point? You know, how old was I? Or, you know, just to kind of fill in the blanks because I'm just so unhappy that you don't want to think about it anymore. There are so so many points in my life that I'd never want to return to, even in memory. And... I'm able to, but God damn, dude, like I, I'm done with it. Like I'm, I'm over, I'm tired of it. Like it's, it's exhausting. So part of it's dangerous, but part of it can be cathartic when you can remember good things that you forgot about. And I think that's kind of more what this is saying is celebrate those things that you did have that were good because you wouldn't be able to enjoy anything or have any goals if you didn't have some sense of self-worth. To create those goals, mm-hmm. if you didn't think you were able to achieve this at some point in your life, you wouldn't have been that optimistic. So give yourself that optimism. I mean, lend that you know to your older self and 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 know that you're still growing,
1: yeah, absolutely. Just like you were
0: then, you know he wants his self to his younger self to shape up and change right now. and it's like, no, 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 you had to go through all that. You had to go through all that. You wouldn't be you if it weren't for that stuff. Um, and yeah, it, it may have been a lot of pain, but there, it wasn't all pain, right?
1: Right, 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 right. We're only a kid for such a short amount of time and it's not, there's some good stuff in there, right? But so often we just forget it because we don't want to think about it. We don't want to yeah. open that door because we forget what's behind it.
0: It does inform a lot about how you get to, to where you are now though, too. Um, sometimes to retrace your steps is important.
1: So. Yeah. And My other highlight is that this is not a midnight film. They don't have to fix everything Freaky Friday style by midnight in order to- There's
0: no time limit
1: to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no imperative.
0: I was mostly surprised that he went back in time, that Bruce Willis goes back in time with him.
1: Yeah, but I think it's a really important part. He gets to go back into that time period as a full-grown adult and witness himself being a kid.
0: He watches himself get his ass kicked for a minute.
1: Yeah. And I think that's kind of important. Like, the no, not all of it is good.
0: You even said it. You're like, I don't think I could watch myself get beat up.
1: But it's all to a point. He's He saves the dog. I do kick a
0: motherfucker's ass. I'd be mean, like, get off me.
1: Um, <laughs> fuck off, kids. Get off me. Yeah. But he saves the dog and and he sees that good and that empathy within himself. And I think that's really powerful. Yeah. 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 (laughs) My low light is the Jim bro headset that Bruce Willis wears for most of this film. His Bluetooth joint. His Bluetooth. That also has like a wire to it. So it looks like. Maybe
0: it's not Bluetooth.
1: It's not. No, it's just like a hands-free device because yeah, it's, it's, it's pre Bluetooth. It's he doesn't Bluetooth. wear that
0: that much, though. He at wears it enough to does. where
1: it becomes very annoying.
0: It's kind of constantly on him at the beginning. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's just it's obnoxious. He looks huh. like a, a gym instructor standing at the front of the class with his microphone.
0: He looks more like a James teacher.
1: A James teacher. <laughs> He's a professional. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of my only nitpicky thing, I guess. I wish we had more of Amy, the character. I think she's wonderful and she's really charming. I wish we had more of their work relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah. We get a lot of Lily Tomlin in The yeah, Office. Bagaries, Not a lot of Vagaries
0: in their relationship. Uh, it would have been nice if they kind of explained that. Uh, but again, to nitpick this movie is to miss the point completely. It's really... It, It's got so much Disney magic all over it already. It falls apart too easily. It's not about those details. It's about the details that do work and are effective. Um, It pushes some buttons, which I think, you know, again, is a little bit manipulative. But it is a good idea. And it is representative of a very real thing that happens to people.
1: Yeah, this whole Disney idea of we're not even dating yet, but marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Is kind of ridiculous to me, uh, but I get that it's necessary to move the plot along. Can you
0: imagine proposing
1: mm-hmm.
0: to someone when you're eight and then marrying them when you're 40?
1: <laughs> no, I cannot imagine that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I knew anyone of value or marriage material at eight. It's wild. No, I also wasn't going up to 30 year old people at age eight and asking them to I'd be like boxing my young
0: self out. I'd be like,
1: get out of here, motherfucker. I know how horny you are for this woman. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I know how horny
0: I am for this woman.
1: There you go. And and with a kid, is it all the more or, or less so? I don't know. What do you mean? Is he all the more horny for this lady as a kid or oh. as an adult?
0: No, his is more of the like you know, just connection. He recognizes she's a sweet lady that has love for him as an adult. And he doesn't have much kindness in his world at this time. So, you know, she's kind to him and I get it. Yeah. I get it.
1: Makes sense. All right, man. That's um the very emotional film that I had to present to you this week. What
0: a film.
1: Do you feel like you would run away or make this bitch famous? Only
0: because I don't want to get tears everywhere. That's why I'd have to run away. This movie is like a heartbreaker for me in some ways. It just puts me in a place. Um, it connects me to too many things, uh, for me to just watch casually, but otherwise I will celebrate this movie in a major way. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I think it's fantastic and cathartic in some ways it's powerful. And that's why, you know, I, I, it cannot be used recklessly.
1: (laughs) But yeah, with great power.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I I was kind of tripped up by this. I I didn't expect it to be like this at all, and I didn't know that I was going to like it so deeply.
1: Well, good. I'm very happy that you actually enjoyed this film because, surprise, surprise, this is the last film of season three. Oh,
0: i thought you're gonna say the last film you have making me view or going to making me view
1: no 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 just for the season it might be the last bruce willis film is Ever? it the first bruce willis film i've done it? i don't know i don't know we've wow. watched so many movies at this point 80 yeah
0: we've done a five. few five
1: plus bonuses
0: well We've done three seasons, and it's, uh, what, 20-some per season. So, And then so lots of bonuses in there. We really appreciate you guys sticking with us. And if uh, you are new to the show, thanks for hopping on. And, yeah, I think we're going to keep doing it. So <laughs> look forward to more episodes. And that is the question at hand, right?
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: are we watching next?
1: How do we kick off... Our fourth season of making each other watch movies.
0: Well, this was the season of threes. I think we've satisfied that to a certain extent. I hope so.
1: We got three-key.
0: We got pretty three-key around Halloween. We did. That was fun. That was fun. There's not a lot of 3 out there, but we did hit the Karate Kid 3. We did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I think we've satisfied the threes for now. And the kid. K- kid is
1: T-H-E-K-I-D. T- uh-huh. Three-three. Boom, boom. Y'all, I'm going to act like I planned that. Yeah. Yes. You
0: sure enough did. <laughs> really good ending to this one. But uh, as far as what we're watching next... I think we're going to leave that as a surprise (gasps) for now. But what we will not surprise you with is the air date. We will come back on February 1st. So look forward to the next episode of Look What You Made Me View, Season 4, starting February 1st, 2024.
1: (gasps) Season 4, 2024, everybody. (laughs) We have made it. I'm so happy. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening for supporting us for sending us messages for talking with us for watching these movies even when they're stinkers like y'all are the real ones
0: support the good ones for sure but you know even the bad ones deserve a little bit of love why not i think we've all learned that lesson kaylee i want to thank you for all of these lovely conversations i could not would not want to do this without you and that goes for a lot of things. So I love you and I'm looking forward to season 4.
1: Oh, uh, me too. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you for editing. Thank you for making really cool stickers for oh, our yeah. podcast. Yeah, Thank merch you now, yo. for uh, putting putting so much effort and love into this podcast and our conversations. And uh yeah, I'm looking forward to season 4.
0: Yeah. Let's go. <sighs>
1: Let's foe. <laughs> Let's
0: foe. <fall. laughs> See you guys next time. And bye bye. Peace. Mm-hmm. Boing, boing.